this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I am not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations, everyone. It is now time again for the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20. If I sound exhausted, it's because I am. I'm also tired of all these notices popping up on my computer. If we could just do that a different time, I'd appreciate it. Uh, it is a drizzly. Drizzly, not grizzly. Drizzly. Drizzly, uh, January 25th, 2024. How is everybody doing today? I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't even know that I could explain everything that's gone on in the past week here. <laughs> Things like I just didn't, didn't see coming. I mean, not personal life, well, all personal life really, but like not personally, uh, not music, just like a lot of work stuff and how that spills out into uh, stressors for, for the future. So I'm I'm a little overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble speaking. That's why, like, I'm really, <clears throat> I'm really completely and entirely off my game today. Um, I will say, just to make a quick, and annou- quick announcement because of uh, the things that are going on outside of Hard Rock Lunchbox Land, I will not be here next week, uh, almost certainly. I mean, there's always a possibility, but almost certainly I will be uh, at corporate headquarters in North Carolina. Um, and I had actually considered trying to figure out if I could just kind of do the show on the road, but like literally at this time next week, I will be knee deep in a lot. So, uh, no. Note all that. <laughs> I'll try to remember to post the notice so people just don't show up here and, like, wait the 15 minutes, like, normally when I'm late. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So I won't be here next week. I'm going to apologize for that in advance. Uh, if I am going to be here, I'll make a post about it. So, <sighs> Man, I seriously, like, I could not be more exhausted from just living life the past, I don't know, 72 hours has been a lot. Like, I am... It's funny, like, I am... I'm so tired, like so tired, but like, I am just, I'm tired and I am, I am overwhelmed and I am literally at the end of, or the edge of what I can mentally handle. Like, it's not a physical thing. Like my, my, it's unfortunately uh, someone like me who has the physiology that I have really, you know, when I was younger, man, like my stress was, I could focus it in into drive and 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 kind of do action and stuff and kind of burn that out i found in my kind of later years a lot of post-covid stuff and it might be related i don't don't know i'm not here to conspiracy theory anyone uh but i found that my ability to do that has uh waned and i am definitely way more in uh physical peril over you know mental anxieties and stresses and it's, you know, it's nothing, like, I'm not special. Like, I don't have any sort of condition that other people don't have. I mean, if you were going to label something, I think my um, 
my social anxiety disorders are pretty well documented. Most people have seen them in action. I've certainly talked about them enough here. Uh, I have a history of you know depression and stuff. I'm not in that particular boat right now, so that's that's a win for me as far as I'm concerned. But just in terms of the amount that I am mentally able to handle before the physicality of it starts breaking down is just I'm I'm there. I'm I'm way past that point. And you know I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm offering it up just as an explanation for just kind of like how not good of a show <laughs> this part is going to be because I don't know how coherently I can even speak on other things that are going on. And there's a good amount of stuff going on in the world, like some kind of some important stuff. I think certainly politically, uh, socio sociologically, socio politically, and stuff like that. Um, and I did have one thing I wanted to talk about that because I was watching this Robert Reich thing. Um, that I thought was super interesting, but we can get into that maybe in a minute. Uh, but I, I'm sharing it mainly because it's um, it's like it's a lot for me, like personally to handle, and I tend to deal with a lot of stressors like this, so it's not an uncommon place. And also, like if you're watching this, like you can see like how bad it is by like how gray my beard has gotten, which I do find fascinating. Like I don't have a beard all year, um, so like I just kind of have. A in the winter months and that's really only been a recent thing but I've found that my beard changes color like a mood ring like but like a mood ring for stress and I can always and like anybody could tell by like I have like a almost white patch right here this was my natural dirty blonde hair color like you know three days ago and now it's not like you can see like kind of like the rest of it like this color this, this is like what it should be I'm sorry, this is doing a lot of good for you on radio, but maybe it'll compel you to watch the top 20 next week on uh, on the Stranger Hit TV. Um, but anyway, so it's like you can just sort of see like how the physicality of the stresses that I'm under are just debilitating and overwhelming my 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 physical being, which just sucks. It's really it's just, just causing me a lot of grief. Um, you know, and I haven't slept worth a shit in a week. But, uh, so yeah, so I'm telling you that as an explainer and an explanation as to why the top 20 may not go so good and why it might be a little bit incoherent. But also, like I do so very often, is I explain or will discuss things that are going on, uh, problems that are going on with me, because, you know, over my experiences, sometimes like I'll share things, you know, with people and friends and stuff or even just here, and then what I hear back is like, oh my god, I'm going through that too. So, um, I do it, I've done it over the years as a, as a means to like, hey, you're not alone, this is something, especially if it's something that I've been working on, um, like, I've, I've tried to work through some of this stress, like in therapy stuff, where it's like, alright, well, let's just focus on, um, you know, what, what what's where's the positive in it like what positives are there and it's you know like and there are positives for what's going on but like they're you know not always and a lot of them are bathed in negatives you know and it's like like i was listening to some stuff with uh tony robbins the other day um while i was walking and you know he's just he's he's talking about like people that you know, he was asking, it was on the Theo Vaughn podcast, if you want to check it out. He was asking Theo, he was like, what do you focus on more? Things you don't have or things you do have? You know, it's like things you don't have. Like, what do you focus on more? Things you can control or things you can't control? And it's like, well, things I can't control. 
Um, and I think there was one the one other question is like, what do you focus on more, the past, the present, or the future? He's like, well, you know, I kind of dwell on the past and stuff. And, you know, I realized that I was a full trifecta for all those three negatives because it is the thing that bothers me the most. Like, I realized, like, how much I actually do have that's good in my life. Like, really, like, really good. Um, and I just, I get overwhelmed really quickly by the stuff that I don't have, right? Like, I think in this day and age, a lot of us, especially here in the Northeast, like, have an unhealthy relationship with money because it's becoming almost impossible to afford to live here, right? Like... And it wasn't like that, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Like, it's, it's been, you know, it's pricey. It's always been pricey. But, like, we're at the point now where a lot of people, like I know, like are really being, not even like they want to leave Long Island. I mean, like, honestly, it's really going to shit with the people that are here. But, like, not you guys. You guys are cool. But it's, it's really becoming like a place I wouldn't want to live socially anymore. But the reality is the economics of it like are forcing a lot of people out of here because it's absolutely impossible to live here uh, financially. We can ask any 20 or 30 something uh, how, how good it's going. Like unless you happen to have like an exceptionally good job, like you're, you're going to struggle and that's, you know, that's, that's problematic. So um, I tend to focus on those things because they just overwhelm me. They're also every day, right? Money's like kind of an everyday thing, which sucks. And, you know, for years it wasn't like that, but it is now and it sucks. And then, of course, the things you can't control versus the things you can't control. I am constantly steeped in the, well, what in this can't control pile can I move over to the can control pile? And what I've been working on a lot recently is that I'm trying to let go of some of the control and just seeing what I can influence. Um, I used to say with pride that I could, you know, really make some things happen by the sheer force of my will. And that was true. Like what I used to do with G Davy and early Rebel 9 in terms of touring, in terms of organizing shows and my role in, um, you know, or my share of like building up what I thought was a really pretty intense scene there for a few years. Um, you know, those are things that I, I would just will into existence and I, and I would just back them up with the sheer force of my size and magnitude, right? Like that's, that's that's control and that's bad right like that is like when you're that much of a control freak on things like the, that's bad like I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I had it wasn't really an argument but it was kind of like a reckoning or something just at rehearsal where I was saying that like I was saying that whatever we were rehearsing was like kind of good enough and I got called out for being like well what's good enough like why don't we shoot for better and I was like well I feel like those days are over um I'm not going to shoot for, for perfection anymore. One, because it's it's not really attainable in the you know in the situation that I'm in uh, musically, and also it doesn't matter. I've been perfect. I've I've shot for perfection and I've delivered perfection. You know, a handful of times. It just doesn't matter. It, it, it really doesn't. And and that kind of realization was a very hard thing for me to grasp, but. It actually allowed me to be a much happier person in the realm of, you know, the band and stuff like that. Because if I'm not constantly disappointed because things aren't living up to this standard that I think they should be, like, well, it's a lot easier to not get disappointed then. So uh, that's good. But I do spend a lot of time trying to, to influence things that I can't control into the things that I can control. And uh, that doesn't seem all that uncommon either. Also, I am very steeped in the past. Uh, I have I have a lot of baggage and damage from childhood that like kind of comes up from time to time that I do try and work on um, you know it's I was I was thinking like where my answer really should fall in there and as I thought about it more it's it's probably not so much 
the past anymore. Uh, it used to be. Like, I used to really dwell on those things. I was really um, touched by, and not in a good way, and not in a, you know, Catholic priest sort of way either. Uh, but I was really, like, you know, touched by a, a lot of the things that have gone on in my existence, you know, basically before being an adult, and then some things, obviously, as an adult as well. But as I thought about it more, I really kind of think I can split the, that difference between the past, present, and the future, and that's kind of hopeful, although a lot of the future isn't bright. Like, I'm not focused on it brightly. I'm focused on it in a sense of worry, and that kind of brings us back to, like, money and stuff like that, which is problematic. Like, the thought of being broke and forced to live uh, on the streets in a box and eat cat food, although my cat eats some really good-looking cat food, I might, I might add. But, like, you know, the thought of that, like, you know, you see this all the time, that people are living a little bit longer because they can hook you up to machines and give you medicines and you live a little bit longer, but sometimes that quality of life looks scary as F. Like, I'm not sure that I want to want to do that, especially since the trend currently seems to be less, you know, less and less care. I mean, like the Republican kind of mantra, and I'm, this is not political at all. This is just what they're saying. Like they really want to privatize like healthcare and, and Medicare and Medicaid and stuff like that. Like that is not going to bode well for us when we are of, of age to receive that. Like it never is. Like there's, yeah, there's bureaucracy and red tape and waste with government stuff, but at least you get the services you get. You try and get something covered by a private health insurance company lately. <laughs> right. How do you think that's going to be when you're 85 years old and you're just trying to pay for an extra bed because you broke your hip? And they're like, no, walk it off because they're a private company like, and they're allowed to do that. They don't have to answer to people like Congress. Like, it kind of worries me a little bit. So I guess it's good to spread that out that I'm not just focused on the past instead of I'm focused on the past, the present, and the future. It's just I need, I need it to be a little bright. Remember that song, like, the future's so bright I got to wear shades? It's not, and I don't have any shades. So, um, but anyway, so I was listening to that, and Tony Robbins is basically like, stop doing all that. And I was like, oh, okay, Mr. Robbins, I'll just stop doing that right now. And it's just not as easy as that, you know, that sounds. And, and, and for me, like, it's, it's a function of, like, like, I could probably do it if things just kind of halted for a little while and I could wrap my head around it. But it's the barrage of things. And I find that that tends to be a lot of the case with other people, too, that kind of struggle with these things and i you know i've looked at it as kind of like this sort of vortex that just brings in bad energy and stuff like that and i really try and halt that because i feel like that has some power that magnetism works in you know both good and bad so i really try and and halt that but man sometimes i just cannot seem to get out under it and again i'm only really sharing that because i know other people experience those things so a you're not alone b if i can come up with anything that'll help me through it i'll share it here um I'm a big believer in gratitude and stuff like that. I will say that one thing that that he did say, Tony Robbins did say, that I had never really considered before. He was talking about like gratitude and how like kind of like gratitude journals, not that they're not that they don't work, but I think he was alluding to the fact that we kind of do them wrong. So I don't know who out there like does work in gratitude. It, if you don't know what it is, like gratitude work is like really super important. It's uh, uh, general. Uh, it's generally done in this sort of way where you like wake up in the morning and or, or before you go to bed at night, either one. Um, it's usually like a quieter time. So you wake up in the morning, write down five things you're grateful for just every day. It really puts you on a much better start to your day, right? Like because 
Okay, yeah, because you're thinking five things that, like, these are good things in my life. Like, it starts you just a little bit higher. So it has an incredible amount of value mentally, right? But he was saying that a lot of times we just we just do this wrong because you'll be like, and he, I think he used, like, a roller coaster. It's like, he said, like, a lot of times you'll be grateful, like, oh, I was grateful for getting to ride Kendaka or whatever roller coaster you want. Like, I, that would never make my list. I hate roller coasters. Um, but, like... But when you're remembering like that, like, um, that's called dissociative gratitude or dissociative something because you're not doing it. You're just remembering that thing that's kind of over there. You remember doing it. But he said the way you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to, like, really, like, close your eyes and, like, embody the memory. Embody the gratitude. Embody the thing you're grateful for. So, like, if you're, like, grateful for your kids, like, picture them and picture why you're grateful for them. Like my kids are awesome. All three of them are just fantastic. Like I really, I don't talk about them all that much because like I feel like they have private lives and not like I'm, you know, super famous celebrity or anything. But like if they want to talk about their own shit, they can talk about their own shit. But like they don't, so they they won't. Um, like I will say that my daughter actually accomplished something really, really impressive this past week. And so like when I was trying to do that, I closed my eyes and I was like, I saw her like doing like. I know we have fans of, like, Harry Potter out there, so imagine, if you will, the Sorcerer's Stone um, and, like, looking into the, the mirror when he just... It's the thing that he most wants. Imagine a mirror of gratitude, so you're actually seeing... Like, you know how he lies? And I, I hope this isn't a spoiler. You know how he lies? It's like, oh, it's me winning the you know, Triwizard Cup or whatever. The, oh, the Quidditch Cup or House Cup. Whatever the hell it was. Hogwarts Cup. Uh, like that, but like literally closing your eyes and seeing that, like that would be what you're trying to do. So if I can offer you up any advice for this week, it is uh, when you are trying to explore your gratitude and things you are happy for, like try and embody it as much as possible because that is what creates the chemical reaction that will really help you out. And I know that that's very silly and granola and hippie, but like the one piece of thing I kind of gleaned this week uh, that might actually be helpful to somebody else. I realize we're almost at the end of the top 20, but <coughs> let's either die <coughs> or go through some lighthouse keeping because I think that's probably important. Brand new top 20 is out. It is Biden's weather machine. Uh, <laughs> it's the Biden's weather machine episode. Uh, and I do talk about it, like how I didn't think people wanted honest reviews. I have yet to go check out... Uh, uh, the Bacon is My Podcast. Let's see what kind of reviews they've been giving. I also have barely spoken to Mike or Jimmy in a week. I've just been really just completely buried in everything going on here. And I just, it's its all I can do to just like kind of keep up. And I, I will say that like, if I wasn't going to be away next week, I probably wouldn't have done the show. Like that's how bad it is right now and how much stuff is going on. Uh, but I talk about like white uh, walking sidewalks. Uh, the Trump supporter that wants to hunt uh, Yogi and Boo Boo in uh, Jellystone Park. Uh, also, I'm big with my podcast. Uh, they have Heather Taddy. She's a paranormal investigator. She did the full interview on Monday. Uh, I do want to check this one out. The discussions and drinks that was out yesterday. I saw it last night. I just didn't get a chance to watch it. I saw that it existed, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. Uh, it's Whiskey Storytime with Jimmy, but getting real about booking guests. I'm very interested to see what that take is because there's definitely stuff I know from my own experience with booking guests. It's stuff that I know from other people that I've talked to that book guests kind of for a living, so I'd be super interested. Uh, seven Questions is Between You and Me. I think that's a band. Um, that'll be out tomorrow, but again, the top 20 is out. 
right now, feel free to give it a watch, give it a like, give it a subscribe, comment on it or whatever. I do, I have started keeping the page up, so I'm much more likely to respond to comments. I know that sounds ridiculous and shitty, but it's really the best I can do. And sometimes the best I can do is literally the best I can do. And I feel like I've been living in that space and and, and expl- expressing that sentiment a lot lately. And for everybody else that's out there really just trying to do their absolute best and yet still failing or still falling short, which honestly, like doing your best and getting it done even badly is bad enough. But like for those of you like me that are right now that are doing their absolute best, very best and still failing or falling short man i gotta tell you i am right there with you it sucks and i am so sorry that you're in that situation and i want to tell you that it's going to get better but i'm a realist and i know that it doesn't always so it just might pass and maybe that's just going to be good enough because we've all got a bunch of landmines in their way and unfortunately that's about as good of a segue as you're going to get out of
Squirt here will now give you a rundown on proper Hard Rock Lunch Box So many, in addition to all the other fun stuff going on that I was referencing uh, earlier, uh, this particular time of year uh, tends to be a little bit tough on me. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the universe decided to put these two uh, experiences together um, 12 years ago when uh, 
my father passed away in June, and then my guitar player passed away six weeks later. Uh, it tends to be a real rough sort of patch for me, although over time, and certainly it's been 12 years, I has, or almost 12 years, it's definitely gotten easier and easier and easier. However, the simple fact that their birthdays are four days apart and also came up this past week definitely didn't help, I think. <laughs> oh, well.
Number three, you will not cry, or whine, or laugh, or giggle, or sneeze, or burp, or fart. So no, no, no annoying sounds, right? Does this count as annoying? Hard rock lunch box. Very.
A little bit from Roderick for you. It seems like a very, very long time ago, but you might remember that the Top 20 used to actually do interviews from time to time. Uh, I will be bringing that back. I know I keep threatening to do that, but I'll be bringing it back at some point because I always found it to be interesting, and it's a quick little 20 minutes instead of the Top 20. It was always the Top 20. You can still see a couple of those. Uh, I think the last one I did, maybe? I don't know. Second one. Definitely, no, it wasn't the last one. Definitely... Definitely one of the first ones I did. It's a cool dude named Raleigh V. Uh, I think he was, I want to say he was currently in Baltimore, but I'm not sure. He was kind of all over the place. Super cool dude. Super cool interview. Still super local. Still super undersigned. So he qualifies. It's Body and Clyde. In the box. You're wasting my time. Used to be partners. Bonnie Clyde. Used to stay up with you singing sublime. Now when I hear them, it kills me inside. Damn what a crime. Wasting my time, used to be partners, Bonnie and Clyde Used to stay up when she's singing sublime Now when I hear them, it hurts me inside You always made a scene, thinking the world owes you Ooh, you're mad, now that I expose you These are the things that I never told you These are the things that I always said You had me drinking by the leader
Mr. Walkway. Mr. Walk down me, I'm the walkway. Lead me to the Hard Rock Lunch Fox. Fuck you. Sealed by one 
Love that one. I got some brand new music in uh, from my boy Dave from uh, Ten Ton Mojo doing their southern rock, hippie, whatever. I don't even know, man. It's just, it's just good chugging music. It's Ten Ton Mojo, brand new. Broke some hearts in Memphis. Some hearts in Memphis Rope some hearts in Memphis 
the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, as a roastery named Vilma, ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn... Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. Happened yet again in America. Another deadly school shooting. Three students killed, at least eight others injured, including a teacher. The suspected gunman is in custody. He's 15 years old. The 58th shooting on school grounds this year. Funny, um, I think I mentioned last week that we had our first pre-production meeting for the 2024 sessions for Rebel 9, so that's good news. Anybody that's a fan of new music from Rebel 9, uh, we've got actually quite a bit uh, slated for the next two years, which is, I guess, good. Um, I know that Aaliyah comes out on March 1st. That's, uh, that's important. I'll start promoting that uh, February 1st. We have our last single of the 2023 sessions called Inside. That'll be out at some point in 2024. I just got to decide when to release it. 
I also just got my first mix back of the live version from uh, the Ra- from Raceway Diaries Live of Another Mistake, which I have to tell you sounds absolutely fantastic. Uh, we did a little blending uh, of the tracks and uh, you know the, the takes, and we used some uh, audience tracks from various shows and stuff, and we blended them together. So it actually sounds like a much bigger sort of investment. Um, than, uh, than we would have expected, but Dave has done a really good job. I've actually been so busy, I haven't been able to give him my notes, but that's going to be coming out too. Plus, uh, Jakey is on the hook for the video for that because he shot all the footage. Uh, so we'll be putting out a live video for another mistake as well. Um, and that's all going to be in 2024. I just got to figure out when it's going to get done and what's going to get released first. The other thing I know for sure is that Aaliyah is coming out March 1st. That's, that's a done deal. Uh, that's going to happen. Um, but anyway, so we did all this work. We did the pre-production. We're going to actually have another pre-production meeting soon. But in the meantime, I decided it was important for the band to kind of go back and like rehearse some stuff. Because we haven't rehearsed any of our old material. We haven't played any shows. So we haven't had any reason to do it. So every now and then it's important, I think, for the band to just rehearse older material, mainly so we don't forget it and have to relearn it. Because relearning your own songs is just humiliating and annoying and obnoxious. But uh, So we went through the diaries, actually, without much ado about anything. What? pretty much off without a hitch, which was nice. But I'm always, always, always reminded, every single time we do that and we play the album in its entirety, I remember where I was and I remember when I was, I remember when it was and I was talking to my producer at the time that was doing the Diaries with me and we were talking about the order of the record because as most of you know, the Diaries is actually a literal concept record. Like it's a story from start to finish. Yeah, there's a couple of songs missing and the production version is completely out of order because we decided we were going to take, you know, a really a real shot at this, like becoming a really big record. And, you know, it was big for what it was in our own little circle, but like didn't really do what it was hope of what we were hoping to do. But my producer uh, d- decided for me, basically, that without should be the last song on that record because uh, he thought it was the weakest of them. And, you know, that's fine. And I, I don't agree. To this day, I don't agree. And that's okay, because a lot of the production, the reasons you have producers is because they see things different than you do, and you're just really hoping for the best that they are going to do right by you. And I think he did, like, 90% of the time. And I think that's a really good ratio, a really good uh, percentage for a producer to be right. Um, but again, to this day, I still, I still sort of disagree. But I do remember what he said and the reason I signed off on it. Because he did say, he's like, look, like without is a really good song he's like if that's your worst song on a record you probably have a pretty amazing record Moment that tracks us away. 
Well, the nominations are in, and even though the Barbie movie did indeed get some nods, including America Ferrara for Best Supporting Actress, uh, the only real major other nod went to Ryan Gosling for Ken, and since it's a man's world, I think we all understand why that is. And it totally makes sense to me, but also, it should, it should also go to my man Pete. And if you don't know who Pete is, that's okay, because Melissa took time for us all to find this out this week in Mel's ridiculous music moment. It's I'm Just Pete. And the video's funnier <laughs> than just the audio, but just have to use your imagination right now. Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, <clears throat> I was listening, doing my due diligence, listening to uh, Spotify's Discover Weekly and Release Radar, and they started playing a song that I was like, oh, sounds like Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. What is this band? The band is called Smash Adams. So I was like, all right, was this one of those million side projects that everybody seemed to do in Seattle back in the day? No. Turns out it's a current band out of Europe somewhere. And honestly, they sounded so much like Alice in Chains. And I love Alice in Chains. I was totally in the mood to hear Alice in Chains. But I figured I'd grab it and we'd all listen to Alice in Chains because why not? It's Smash Adams with Down on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Um, whoops. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Sorry there, architects. I'll get to you in a few minutes. <coughs> So I was going to say something before about this Robert Reich thing. Uh, if you don't know who Robert Reich is, Robert Reich was the Secretary of Labor uh, under Bill Clinton. He is a very, very smart economist. He does a lot of uh, videos for a lot of different um, organizations, but he's got his own organization that he does little quick videos for. And he does them very digestible, very matter-of-factly, and very smartly. Uh, and actually, what I love about him is whenever he's over on interviews, he's a, he's one of those economists, like, fact nerds. So whenever he's on interviews with people and, like, a panel, like, he is constantly just challenging the people that are saying that stuff isn't true. I mean, and also, I've seen him... Like, admit other things are true that, like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have expected, but he really tends to call out uh, what, what people are doing. Because what the, the whole point is, like, a two and a half minute video in there, he's, he's addressing why so many CEOs right now are coming out in favor of Trump, and it's because they think he's going to, you know, he's definitely going to be the Republican nominee. I can't imagine he won't unless he really. You know, becomes a felon in the next couple of weeks. But, uh, and there's, you know, uh, for whatever reason, and I don't understand why this is, but there's a really good chance that he could be uh, the next president of the United States. So a lot of these CEOs are really sucking up to him because he is such a petulant child. He tends to punish these companies that stand against him. So companies that are looking for like mergers and acquisitions and favorable whatever from the government are starting to publicly back this guy because if they don't and he wins their businesses their multi-billion dollar businesses are going to be in trouble <coughs> but what's interesting is they were talking to this one dude uh, Daimler who I cannot remember what he's the CEO of but he was just listing all these things about well you know Trump was right about this and Trump was right about that and Trump was right about that and what Robert Reich does is he goes point by point by point and actually says why they're false and why that's wrong because, like, a lot of people think that Trump was, like, tough on China and stuff. He wasn't. He he put in a steel tariff that really hurt the American, uh, the economy really badly. He, uh, five and a half million dollars came into the Trump 
family business from China during his presidency. So, like, it helped him, but it didn't actually help our economy. Uh, the economy lost more jobs than at any other time during uh, the modern era, up until the Depression under under him, and that's even. That's even pre-COVID. Uh, the uh, tax cuts that they extended for the the richest one percent of us cost this country uh, the ability to keep a lot of our things, um, you know, uh, solvent and stuff like that, like uh, like Medicare and stuff like that. Um, they cost us like ten trillion, ten billion dollars. Was it ten trillion? Ten billion. One of those. If you're interested, just look up Robert Reich. R E I C H. Uh, on YouTube, and you can find them. This is super, super interesting, and I had meant to point that out because I know I spend a lot of time giving information, and I can continue to do that. But here's somebody that actually knows the information, is an economist, and is an expert on the subject. And not only that, uh, was labor secretary during one of the biggest booms in the entire U.S. history during uh, Bill Clinton's term. So that's important, I think. Also important is that Green Day's got a new record out. Saviors is finally out completely. They're not just dribbling out singles. And uh, while not every song on there for me is a winner, most of them are because I'm a big Green Day fan, but I noticed something just as I was grabbing this song, the new release is Bobby Sox. As I was grabbing it under the about, you know, for Green Day, under the about there in Spotify, it says God's favorite band. And I got to tell you, I don't know that they're wrong. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, I was reluctant to make this next song part of my, well, does it box sort of segment because I don't know that it boxes, honestly. But I guess that's really the whole point of whether or not something boxes or not. If I knew it boxed, it would box, and I would just play it on the box and be done with it. But this one, like, there's something I like about it. It's kind of like a, it's a, the band, the band or person or dude is called Blind Soul, and I'd never heard of them before. It doesn't look like many other people have ever heard of them before. Uh, it's got like 1,800 plays on Spotify, which is not a lot. I mean, it's not nothing, but it's not a lot. Uh, for it to show up in my release radar was pretty impressive. I don't know why that happened or how that happened, but it did. Uh, so I gave it a listen, and there was something kind of interesting, but there was also something kind of off on it. I'm somebody that kind of enjoys a hangnail for a little while until I pull it all the way off and it goes the, pull the skin all the way up to my spine and then I get to deal with the repercussions of that for the next couple of weeks. So I don't know that I'm necessarily the best judge of what a good song is, even though I do have a radio show. Apparently they just give anybody a radio show. So I guess this week's Does It Box is exactly this. The, songs, the band is called Blind Soul. The song is called Soul, but it's S-O-U-L. It's spelled out with periods. You'll see it in the player in just a minute, and I guess we can decide on the other side if indeed it boxes. So, uh, let's give it a shot, shall we? Hard Rock Lunch Box So, alright, I have time. So, I don't endorse a lot of products here on the show, because nobody pays me for anything. <laughs> but, um, I don't even know what this is. Um, so, I have, um, oh, that's cool, you can hear that, listen. Hear that sound? <laughs> yeah, that, that switch and flick, as it were. Yeah. So, I have this knife, it's not quite a switch blade, it's a, a open assist knife, and it was, um, really kind of sticky, like it just wasn't opening well, and I don't really know much about it, like I'm not, I'm pretty handy, but I'm not super handy, so not handsy, um, but it just wasn't opening very well, 
And so I asked the Googles what to do. And there's, you know, you can get some lubricant for it. Uh, but as I was reading a little bit, there was something something here called uh, knife oil, which I knew existed. But this is KPL knife oil, which is actually a cleaner at the same time. Uh, made in the USA, which is always good. But I, I have to say, um, I literally just put two drops on each side of the pivot point. And uh, it's like a brand new goddamn knife. <laughs> like, I love products that do like what they say they're gonna do. Like, I don't know. Like, if I look, this product's probably from like 1927 and unchanged, right? Like, probably like that. But it like literally does exactly what it says it's gonna do. Like, and quickly. Like, it was like, cool. Hey, man, you want this fixed? Here you go. Put two drops on this, and then go away. And I was like, I'm so impressed. So I just want to give a quick little nod to. KPL, and it says original knife oil. And uh, yeah, thanks guys. Uh, also, uh, the Offspring, who I've been loving for years. I mean, I feel like I was listening to Offspring in high school, uh, maybe even junior high school. I don't even, honestly, I don't even really remember when it uh, when they first started. But they've got a new record out, and it's also really very good. And here's the first song I, that I heard from it. I uh, hope you dig it. I certainly dig it. It's the Offspring on the box with "Hit That." Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, that sound means it is time for your weekly craving of the week. I couldn't even tell you the last time I played this song. I, I mean, I probably could if I if I researched it, I could. But off the top of my head, I could not. Uh, it's it's just a classic and was a staple of the Craving Strange live show for a very uh, long time. Uh, and there's no reason to think that that wouldn't continue on. They'll be back up on stage live soon enough, I assure you. And uh, you can check it out for yourself if you want, unless you've seen it 25,000 times already like I have. And then you'll just see it 25,000 and what? Hi there.
Lunchbox, and I gotta be perfectly honest with you, I kinda wish we weren't. Normally I'm usually ready to get out of here by the time 2 o'clock rolls around, but I am literally just dreading the rest of my afternoon. I have literally no idea what awaits me over the next 48, 72, 96, even the next 3 hours. I am just... My stomach's in a huge knot, my breathing just is shit, (laughs) and I'm just... I have no idea what's coming up, but I really enjoyed spending the past two hours doing this guy, doing this with you guys, because I really do appreciate the time and the, the, the latitude you guys afford me to just bitch and complain and just kind of space out of everything else that's around me sometimes. So I hope this serves that purpose for you guys as well sometimes, and I hope you heard something you liked today, and I hope you laughed a little bit. And uh, even though I won't be here next week for uh, for it, I mean if that changes, I'll let you know. Uh, but we'll be back in two weeks and we'll do the same thing all over again. And in the meantime, this is what I'll be doing. <laughs> I assure you. See you in a couple weeks, everybody, on the box. Hard rock lunch box.